0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike DeNiro. Thank you so much for joining us today on this Superstack show. We have a lot to talk about. I haven't been on here for a week, so goddamn, I got a lot to talk about. But that does not mean that I have not been active. You can catch me on last night's episode of The Circle of Debate, on last Saturday's episode of Top Rope Wrestling, of last Thursday's episode of The Circle of Debate, been all over the podcast world thank you for everybody who shows love to the wrestling delorean podcast shout out to circle of debate shout out to top rope wrestling shout out to off the top rope shout out to the dirty heels shout out to clark street shout out to the whole league of Podcasts. yo it goes on and on and on i appreciate everybody just like i appreciate my fans thank you so much for all the fans all my wrestling delorean passengers that listen to the wrestling delorean podcast from around the world I'm talking about all over the United States, Canada, Ireland, Germany, England, Australia. The list goes on and on. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at WrestlingDeLoreanPod. Follow us on TikTok at WrestlingDeLoreanPod and on Twitter at W A lot of big things are happening to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, so it's only right that you hop on and join us for the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about. So, without further ado, let's get into the Superstack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on your Wednesday morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Like I said in the intro, it's been a week since I've done this. There was a lot of shit going down, but I was active. Once again, shout-out to the Circle of Debate. Shout-out to Top Rope Wrestling. Shout-out to Ivan, Matt. Shout-out to Cage IQ. Shout-out to, shout to Dom. Shout-out to Dan. Shout-out to everybody. Everybody who's been showing love. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Everybody who's been still hitting those downloads. All my fans from all over the world. I appreciate you guys. You guys are amazing, and it is so humbling. So humbling. I love you all. If you want to show some support to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, all you gotta do is cop some merchandise from threefallsbrand.com, the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the motherfucking planet. So, like I do every episode, I'm gonna have the CEO and co founder of Three Falls Brand, Mean Gene, tell you what the company is all about. Hey, listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, Check out ThreeFallsBrand.com for all your wrestle Punk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from. Whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits, we've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at ThreeFallsBrand. Again, check us out at ThreeFallsBrand.com and on Instagram at ThreeFallsBrand. Thanks and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. All right, so there's a lot of wrestling to catch up on. There's a lot of shit that went down. We're going to go through everything that went down in WWE, everything that went down in AEW, everything that went down in NJPW, and so on and so on. There's a lot of shit coming up this weekend. We got the 20th anniversary of Impact Wrestling slash TNA anniversary. You already know I'm going to be watching that shit. We got AEW Dynamite tonight. A lot of shit has changed since the last time I was on here. The last time I was on here, we were talking all about MJF and his pipe bomb. Well, since then, MJF has not been on the show. CM Punk is injured, had to relinquish. Well, not relinquish the title, but we're going to be crowning a interim AEW champion at Forbidden Door. We had a title eliminator series for the competitors of the Forbidden Door AEW interim title match. We had NJPW Dominion set the table straight for AEW's Forbidden Door. We've had Jeff Hardy get into a little legal trouble, so the storyline between the Jurassic Express and the Hardy Boys is nixed currently. We've had a lot to go down, so let's talk about it. Oh, and by the way, I have not even mentioned that we had the Billy Goat himself Will Osprey on AEW television, something that I have been waiting for for a long, long time. So let's start. AEW Rampage. We left off with Dynamite, AEW Rampage. Good show, but before the show took place, CM Punk made it known that he had an announcement to make in regards to his world title reign. Instantly, I felt like something was wrong. And boy, was I right, because... It was announced by CM Punk himself that he is injured. Now, I said on the Circle of Debate that I think that CM Punk looked a little slow coming out of his matchup with Hangman Page at the pay-per-view, and I couldn't have been more right because CM Punk was indeed injured. He has a broken foot. So, CM Punk needs surgery. With that being said, he is not relinquishing the title, which was a controversial topic. I know a lot of people thought that CM Punk should have relinquished the title, but... In actuality, it all depends on how long it's going to take CM Punk to recover. Now, it was already announced that it was going to be CM Punk versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door for the AEW champion. That is no longer taking place at the moment. Tanahashi still wants that match to take place in the future, preferably, in my opinion, hopefully at Wrestle Kingdom. But at the moment, at Forbidden Door, at the pay-per-view this is month it will not be taking place. So what did AEW do? Instead, AEW had a eliminator series for the AEW title, interim title. What that means was AEW Dynamite, they held a 21 man casino battle royal. Winner was going to be going against the number one ranked John Moxley. And the winner of that match will be competitor number one. Then at New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion that took place this past Saturday, which was a phenomenal show. We'll talk a little bit about that. I talked about that last night with the Circle of Debate. Check out Circle of Debate at New Japan Dominion. It was Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan, versus Haruki Goto, and the winner of that match went against the winner of John Moxley and the winner of the uh, of the Battle Royal. So, how did it play out? The winner of the Battle Royal was Kyle O'Reilly, which I thought was a phenomenal, phenomenal choice. And I'm going to tell you why. Kyle O'Reilly has been getting big singles wins since he joined AEW. He has a singles win over Jungle Boy, who is currently holding gold in AEW. So that alone is a big win. At the pay-per-view, he had a big win against Darby Allin. Now, that's two of the four pillars of AEW. This is before CM Punk was injured. So it was right that Kyle O'Reilly was rewarded for his big wins. So Kyle O'Reilly wins the Casino Battle Royal to go on later that night to have an absolute war with John Moxley. This matchup was brutality at its finest. These guys beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. But in the end, it was John Moxley who got the victory. John Moxley is competitor number one in the AEW interim world title match at Forbidden Door. It all came down to who was going to be competitor number two, which we found out at Dominion, New Japan Pro Wrestling's show Dominion at osaka Joe Hall this past Sunday, well, Saturday going into Sunday, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Haruki Goto had a hell of a matchup, and in the end, Hiroshi Tanahashi is your Victor. It is official now for Forbidden Door for the AEW Interim World Title. It will be Tanahashi versus John Moxley. Now, this is a match that has been built up for years. The first time I remember John Moxley calling out Tanahashi was when John Moxley defended his US title against Yuji Nagata on AEW television. John Moxley called out Tanahashi, said he was scared to come to the States, said he was scared to wrestle him for that title. That was roughly a year and a couple months ago, right? Tanahashi was not set to go against John Moxley. It is by fate. That this match is happening because it was originally supposed to be Tanahashi versus CM Punk, but instead we're getting a matchup that, in all honesty, I thought was going to be booked on the show in the first place. A matchup where you got two guys calling each other out, you have a New Japan star being called out by an AEW star. It was, quite frankly, in my opinion, the only matchup that made sense going into the show. But it was a match that we were not going to get until CM Punk was injured. So now we're finally getting Tanahashi versus John Moxley for the AEW champion at Forbidden Door. And I'm hype. I think that this match has a lot of hype going into it because of the years of it being built. But I also think that the outcome of this matchup may surprise some people because in my opinion, if I'm AEW, if I'm New Japan, I'm going to want to leave people with a shock if this is indeed the main event of Forbidden Door. What would happen if Hiroshi Tanahashi beats John Moxley? What would happen if the AEW World Championship was taken to New Japan Pro Wrestling? What would happen if Tanahashi was defending the AEW champion in New Japan against New Japan's top talent? And New Japan talent had to go to Japan to go face Tanahashi. What would happen if we saw Hiroshi Tanahashi more in the States? See, these are are outcomes that interest me. That intrigue me and could very well much happen. The thing that is intriguing me the most is the unification match with CM Punk when he does eventually get healthy. CM Punk versus Tanahashi, that already was a big matchup. I came on the podcast the last time I did the show, and I said that already was a dream matchup. Now, what if we got CM Punk versus Tanahashi for the AEW title at Wrestle Kingdom in front of the 60,000 plus fans in the Tokyo Dome. That's what Tanahashi wants. Tanahashi said, whether I win or lose the AEW championship, I want the match with CM Punk, but since it's not going down in Chicago, your hometown, it's going to go down in my hometown. It's going to go down in Japan, my home country. Now, if that's the case, I think that that's going to be Phenomenal! Imagine CM Punk in the Tokyo Dome going against the Ace of New Japan. That's yo. Take my money. I would gladly give it up for that match. But then on the other end, say John Moxley wins. John Moxley had a phenomenal title reign with the AEW title, but it was during a period where. There was no fans. So when Jon Moxley won the title, it was about like two, three weeks later where there was no fans. So he didn't really get to have a real title reign in front of a crowd. This could be a way of getting the title back on Moxley to kind of redo that. Because if you remember, Jon Moxley's title reign was during the pandemic era of AEW, but Jon Moxley was holding it down for AEW. Think about some of the matches he had. The John Moxley matchup versus Jake Hager, that empty arena match, was great. John Moxley versus Brody Lee at Double or Nothing 2020 was phenomenal. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston was phenomenal. These were matches that Moxley had in front of nobody as AEW champion. Now, imagine Moxley as AEW champion in front of a crowd. Now, also imagine Moxley versus CM Punk to unify those titles. We, CM Punk said to himself, he had a match against Dean Ambrose, but he never had a match against John Moxley, and he feels that that is two very different animals. CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AEW champion also intrigues me. So, regardless of who walks out of Forbidden Door as the AEW champion, I think that is going to be quite the ride that AEW puts the viewers on because either way, CM Punk either has to face John Moxley or Hiroshi Tanahashi. Both of them could give CM Punk a great, great match. But that's not the only thing that's going down. We've had Will Ospreay and the United Empire show dominance on AEW. A couple of weeks ago, we have seen... Jeff Cobb and The Great Okan representing the United Empire attack FTR and Rapongi Vice during their Ring of Honor tag team title match. Last week on AEW, we had Will Ospreay come out with Aussie Open, and they took out Trent Beretta and FTR, leading to a six-man match on AEW Rampage. Tonight on AEW, we're going to be seeing Dax Hardwood versus Will Ospreay. By the way, Will Osprey, the new U.S. champion, defeated Sonata for that title at Dominion. I really got to talk about Dominion. Listen, if you want to hear my thoughts on Dominion, for sure check out the Circle of Debate last night where me, Ivan, and Dan from KJQ, we went in depth on Dominion. Yes, your boy watches New Japan Pro Wrestling. I watch everything. Anyway. It looks like we're going to be getting some sort of three-way for the Ring of Honor and maybe the IWGP Tag Team Champions at Forbidden Door. FTR versus rapongi Vice, Rocky Romero, and Tremperetta versus the Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. A lot of great shit going down. I can't wait, but I can't end this conversation about AEW and New Japan unless I talk about Hangman Adam Page calling out Kazuchika Okada for an IWGP Championship matchup at Forbidden Door, but that is no longer possible because at Dominion, once again, I'm going to reference New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion because it basically set the table for Forbidden Door. The Switchblade Jay White, the leader of Bullet Club, beat Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP champion. So, with that being said, Hangman Page cannot face Okada for the IWGP champion because Okada's not the IWGP champion anymore. Also, Adam Cole wants an IWGP championship shot, but he's in cahoots. He's working with Jay White. So, what does that mean for the... United, what does that mean for the undisputed elite and the Bullet Club's partnership? I guess we'll find out tonight on AEW what's going to happen. In my opinion, we got a three-way. Jay White versus Hangman Page versus Adam Cole. There's rumor that Okada may be taking some time off. You know, I hear he has a kid on the way. If so, that's amazing. God bless him. He may be taking time off, and that's unfortunate that we might be missing Okada on the show, but it is very fortunate that Okada's having a kid, so congratulations to him and his family. Um yeah, either way it's going to be intriguing to see what AEW does with the IWGP championship matchup at Forbidden Door. And before I end this, I want to talk one more thing. I think that the matchup that I the matchup announcement that I've been looking forward to, to the most for Forbidden Door was who was the American Dragon Brian Danielson going to be facing at Forbidden Door? I'll tell you this right now. This show was made for someone like the American Dragon Brian Danielson because the man been wanting to wrestle New Japan talent since forever. He's been mentioning it. He said that he left the WWE for the opportunity to wrestle elsewhere like New Japan. And now this is an opportunity to be wrestling New Japan talent. So I've been excited to see who he would be facing. My top pick would have been Okada, but now Okada may not be on the show. My second pick was Zack Sabre Jr., and it looks like that's a matchup that may be a possibility because, once again, after New Japan Dominion, Zack Sabre Jr. called out the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. So we'll see how that plays out tonight on AEW Dynamite. But end of the story, check out AEW Dynamite tonight because we might be getting very exciting television leading into the Forbidden Door. So I hope you know, I caught everybody up. If you listen to my show, I hope everyone's caught up with AEW now. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about the WWE. So, we'll be right back. Just like it was a lot to talk about for AEW, there is probably just as much to talk about with the WWE A lot has gone down since the last time you heard my voice here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm talking about Cody Rhodes' injury. Cody Rhodes' time off. I'm talking about the Judgment Day. We're going to talk about everything that's been taking place with the WWE right now. So let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, by now, if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that Cody Rhodes is going to be taking time off of the WWE to recover his torn pectoral muscle, which he tore completely off the bone. Hell in a Cell wrestled Seth Rollins. We all saw the picture. He had the purple chest looking real, real messed up. First of all, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Give this man his roses. Give this man his respect. Wrestling with the torn pec like that was absolutely disgusting, but he still went on to put on a hellacious matchup, Inside of hell in a cell, no less, against Seth Rollins. Now, the WWE losing probably their number two top guy right now. And I know it's early to say that, but since Cody Rhodes came back, he has been treated like the top guy besides Roman Reigns. So losing that talent hurts the WWE's roster. He's a top, top star And right now, the WWE's roster doesn't have that many top, top stars, tippy-top guys who could just step up in that spot. Now, a lot of people like to complain about how AEW's talent is so bloated, right? Their talent roster is so bloated. Well, look what happens when the world champion CM Punk goes down. You have everybody there willing to step up. You have a bunch of talent that could fill that role. Top guy Cody goes down, and the WWE kind of goes into panic mode, and I'm going to tell you why. Edge and the Judgment Day. A storyline that I've been praising here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I've been talking about how I love everything that Edge has been doing with the Judgment Day. It seems like WWE went into panic mode when Cody went down with his injury because the very next night on WWE Monday Night Raw, Edge was kicked out of the judgment day in favor of Finn Balor being the new leader of the judgment day. Now, I am tossed up on how I feel about this because I love Finn Balor. I love the fact that Finn Balor is going to have a prominent role on this show. I think that Finn Balor should have been showcased a lot better than he has been the last couple years. And here's the opportunity to showcase Finn Balor to the highest of his potential. But it is coming at the expense of Edge, who's been putting on some of the best promos, putting on some of the best work since he's came back. He has something working for him, gold, with the Judgment Day. And you quickly kick him out in order to create, in my opinion, a babyface star out of Edge, to take over that top babyface spot that Cody currently holds, well held. So with that being said, it's it's hard to see how I feel about this because I want Finn Balor to be you know showcased, but I, I don't want Edge to be kicked out of the goddamn group he just created the night after WrestleMania. We're not even we're not even three months in, and the storyline's already got a massive shift, and it it, it kind of sucks because I feel like. The Judgment Day worked. That Dark Ominous Presence worked because of Edge's past with the Ministry of Darkness. With Edge's past with the Brood. And then you just kick him out of it. Before it really got off the ground. I really want to see what would happen with Edge as the leader of a heel faction long term. I don't know. I feel like WWE jumped the gun. I know they went into panic mode because they need top baby faces, but did you have to do it this way? You couldn't have Finn Balor join the group and then we see it play out throughout a couple weeks. Maybe I would even have stretched it out some months where Finn Balor is starting to infiltrate the minds of Damian Priest, of Rhea Ripley, and turns the group against Edge. Like, what's the explanation? Finn Balor was getting his ass beat at the pay-per-view by the Judgment Day, and then 24 hours later, he's the leader of the Judgment Day? Does, Does that really make sense? It doesn't make that much sense to me. Another wrestler that went down with injury besides Cody Rhodes is another top star in the WWE, and that's Randy Orton. And lately we had Riddle fighting for the honor of Randy Orton. This Friday on SmackDown, we're going to be getting Riddle versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Unified Undisputed Universal, so many U's, champion. I don't even know what they would call it. Both titles, the Undisputed Championship. Anyway, Roman Reigns is going to be going against Riddle. Now, I don't see Roman Reigns losing. But I think it's really cool that a guy like Riddle is getting this spot. Riddle has been bringing more intensity to his... uh, character riddle's been bringing more intensity in the ring and it's something i've been asking for riddle to do for a while because i always said that riddle seems like he's holding back a little bit he knows what he's doing he really could hurt somebody in there because he is a legit fighter so it kind of seems like he's trying to hold back so he doesn't really hurt somebody which is good but you have wrestlers with that same style who don't hurt people but make it look like they are you know look at brian danielson look like he's kicking your fucking head in But is he really? No. So Riddle started to pick it up a little bit. Riddle started to make it look more realistic. He's been bringing more intensity. He's not just being a joke on the mic. He's legit. He he wants the title. He wants revenge against Roman. Because Roman was the one who took out Randy Orton. Roman was the reason why Riddle and Orton lost their Raw Tag Team titles in that matchup against the Usos on SmackDown. So... It makes sense that Riddle's going to be going against Roman Reigns. But why wasn't this matchup saved for the pay-per-view? Why is Roman Reigns taking time off and not going to be appearing at Money in the Bank, but would be appearing on SmackDown? I understand he wants a limited schedule, but even like, I don't know. At this point, Roman Reigns is a draw. Roman Reigns is an attraction. Why would you put... Why would you book a World Heavyweight title match on SmackDown but not have your World Heavyweight Champion at the pay-per-view? I don't know. Regardless, I'm excited for this matchup, but that just doesn't make too much sense for me. WWE's been doing okay. It's just been seeming like it's picking up a little bit. Even with all the hardship of Cody going down, of Randy going down, of... You know, a lot of other shit. But WWE seems like they're starting to be fun to watch. I'm going to tell you why. WrestleMania was phenomenal. We all talked about how great WrestleMania was. Then right after it, WrestleMania Backlash was another great pay-per-view. And then Hell in a Cell, the Trifecta, another great pay-per-view. So that's three for three. WWE has been putting on amazing pay-per-views, which makes you want to tune into the show more. So shout out to the WWE, a lot of intriguing shit going on. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit more about New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion and my thoughts on it, and then we're going to head out. Also, we got some news at the end of the show, so we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, the wrestling world doesn't just revolve of what goes on in the United States. For years, it has been said that the best wrestling action is the wrestling action that goes down in the Eastern Hemisphere of Earth. New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling has been consistently the top wrestling promotion, in my opinion, for like the last 10 years. And the show, this past weekend, New Japan Dominion, was no different new japan dominion set the table perfectly for AEW forbidden door we talked all about that but we didn't talk about some of the cooler moments of dominion i'm talking about shingo versus Taiji. i'm talking about a phenomenal matchup between the house of torture and suzuki goon i'm talking about carl machine gun anderson and tamatanga going to war ladies and gentlemen My thoughts on New Japan Dominion That show was an A And you could find out all my thoughts in detail Of New Japan Dominion On the Circle of Debate Last night Shout out to my homies at the Circle of Debate Shout out to all the homies that have been showing love Ladies and gentlemen We're about to go out with this But first I'm going to give you one last bit of news I will be back With the Classic Wrestling Reviews Starting this week Starting this Friday And I may have a guest for the ECW reviews because my homie, the South Philly psycho, Dom, who, by the way, I was on his show this past Saturday, the Top Rope Wrestling podcast, may be joining me soon to talk about ECW. Catch me on Top Rope Wrestling podcast this past Saturday. I talked a little bit about my love for ECW. We talked about the wrestling world general and a lot of news that went down in last week's wrestling so check out top rope wrestling check out the circle of debate and check me out this friday on the wrestling delorean podcast i love you all take care y'all Tough in the hood till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a snyder, extended the clip. So who wanna play hero? I go bash shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf, so we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Olive, Don Dada, the top shot, the top spot, final boss. you cross. That's when your ride stops. I see with that white chalk Triggers, finger, streaks Might leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas that get tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches love a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor the come. Heard them got them niggas They be moving in the pack Think the shit is sweet They be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dippin', creepin' through the night, it's precise. Catch a nigga slippin' for his ice, worth your life. it yes, well, didn't nigga pay your price. Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight. Niggas moving packs cause they huntin'. Not moving packs of that onion, but probably packin' up I, something. I, I, Catch I, him slippin' with them coals and he ain't tellin' us nothin'. Catch a nigga foolin' twice and then I'm pressin' that button. Send Ooh. his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffin'. Must've moved to Honolulu, changed his name. To make love it. Said you know what you know. That's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta niggas say the dead don't talk but that money do if i put a hole in his melon i bet his honey do shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal i think like a tough in the hood to the bitches let a drink in the club To the surrounded by the sheep in the street To the everyone strip on the floor we the heard them got them niggas they be moving in the pack think the shit is sweet they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dippin', creepin' through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slippin' for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well then, nigga, pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight